You might be making your podcast with your best friend or sibling, but I can tell you from firsthand experience that it doesn't matter how well you know your co-host. In the end, you should always have a plan for if you decide to split as co-hosts. In this episode, we discuss co-host agreements and other ways to legally protect your podcast. Stay tuned. Hey, my name is Lauren Popish, and I'm obsessed with podcasting. A little meta, right? I started podcasting after a public speaking event gone wrong sparked a phobia of public speaking that almost ended my corporate career. Now, I help women use podcasting to share their ideas, grow their businesses, start movements, and leave their unique marks on the world. My company, The Wave, produces shows for some of the most influential women in health, business, spirituality, beauty, and more. And in this show, I'm taking all of the strategies I've used to help my clients top the podcast charts, and I'm bringing them to you. If you're hoping to start, grow, or monetize a podcast, you're in the right place. This is Podcast Like a Girl. What am I allowed and not allowed to do? You know, legally speaking, am I accidentally breaking the law without even realizing it? What should I do to protect my awesome podcast concept and brand? I get questions like these all the time from podcasters who want to know what they need to do to legally protect their shows. They want a super clear answer, which steps are worth taking and which ones aren't. If you're in that boat, I want you to know that you're not alone. In this episode, we're going to cover the must-haves versus the nice-to-haves when it comes to podcast trademarks, copyrights, legal agreements, and more. But before we get started, you knew this was coming, I'm not a lawyer. I am a podcast expert, though, and I'm also really committed to making sure you succeed. So I'm going to share what I know about legal protection based on my own research and experience. However, if you need more in-depth official information, I want you to contact a lawyer who specializes in these areas. Okay, with that out of the way, let's dig in. Make sure you stick around until the end of this episode for info on how to access our free guest agreement template. See, I'm already making your life easier because that's what friends are for. The truth is there are lots of things you can do to protect your podcast. Some are worth doing and some aren't, or at least not yet. Whether your podcast has been around for years or you're still in that dreaming up phase, chatting about it over hot cups of tea with your soon-to-be co-host phase, the information I'll provide in this episode should still come in handy because it's never too late or too early to become your best Elle Woods and protect your precious pod. So question number one that I get, should you create a company for your podcast? I know it might feel like I'm bringing up the scariest task of all, but don't worry, I'm going to keep it at a 101 level. Let me break down what the role of a company is in the first place. It all comes down to money. When you generate money, in this case through your podcast, you have to pay taxes on that money. Now, every U.S. citizen can tell the IRS about any money they've personally made on their regular annual tax filing. 
This structure is called a sole proprietorship. Instead of using a legal number called an EIN to file, you're going to use your own regular social security number. What this won't do is protect you if someone like a podcast guest or a customer decides to sue you. Super rare, but it's definitely not impossible. Protecting yourself, your money, and your assets would be one reason why you might consider incorporating your podcast. Incorporating is the INC, Inc., that you've seen before, or forming a limited liability company, also known as an LLC. Both have their legal advantages, so it's important you do your research to decide which structure is best for you. For the most part, creating an LLC for your podcast is probably going to be the easiest and most flexible option. It also requires less paperwork. LLCs are created under state law, so the process of forming one varies from state to state. Now, that wording, state to state, might have made you realize that if you're not in the U.S., LLCs just might not even be a thing, in which case you want to look up local business structuring in the country that you're in. Now, I mentioned that forming a business around your podcast will largely depend on money. So if your podcast doesn't generate money in the beginning or ever, this is not something you necessarily need to do. Once you start generating revenue through affiliate marketing or advertising or selling cool merch online, you can even continue to tell the IRS about this new income on your regular tax return using your social security number. But the moment you start consistently selling products and services, bringing on employees, acquiring equipment and assets that you want to legally protect, or when you need an EIN number to create a business banking account, that's when you're going to want to file as a company. Filing costs start at about $600, depending on where you file. And once you create a company, you'll have to pay the recurring fees to keep the filing up to date. So my recommendation is to avoid these costs and delay filing your podcast as a company as long as you can. You can file as a company at literally any time in the year. So set a biannual or annual calendar reminder for yourself to check in and see if this is the year you decide to make this big legal leap. Question number two, can you trademark the name of your podcast? A trademark can be any word, phrase, symbol, design, or a combination of these things that identifies your show. Getting a trademark provides legal protection for your brand and helps you guard against counterfeiting and fraud. If you're going to trademark the name of your podcast, then you should file it before you launch your show. By doing this first, you'll avoid putting a lot of work in only to discover that someone has already trademarked your name. Don't purchase a domain name, don't create a logo, start recording and create social media accounts only to find out that you have to do it again with a new title. If the plan is to grow a brand and maybe even a company around your podcast, then getting a trademark might be a smart move. A trademark might also reduce any fears you have of someone sneaking up and stealing your name, even if it feels like a little extra or bougie to do right now. Start your process by searching for your podcast name in the U.S. Trademark Database. I'm going to link to this in the show notes. And make sure that you have the green light on your name. 
If you see your name already has a trademark and you decide to proceed, you run the risk of being hit with a cease and desist for trademark infringement. Trust me, if it can happen to Kristen Bell, it can happen to you. If you do decide to trademark your podcast, you'll have to answer the question, what trademark class does the podcast fall into? According to my research, podcasts would likely fall into either class nine goods, recorded content, or class 41 services, entertainment services, and audio content. But again, I recommend doing your best detective work to see if something else feels like a fit for the theme of your podcast based on what you offer and the topics you cover. Question number three, should you copyright your podcast? At this point, you're probably thinking, no, no more work, no more legal jargon. Don't sweat. Did you know that just by creating something unique, copyright law protects both published and unpublished work? So essentially from the second you write a script or start recording a podcast, you are copyrighted. It's built in with any original content. Thank God. However, you may want to make it official and file through the U.S. Copyright Office, another link in show notes. If you want to go the snail mail route with pen and paper, you can, but you can also complete the entire process online, which is faster, cheaper, and easier. We love it. You might be very understandably thinking, why would I even bother doing this if you just told me I'm already copyrighted? The answer is that if you run into any legal matters like needing to send a cease and desist to someone infringing on your copyright, making it official will come in handy because now you have the government on your side. They've got your back just like I do. And it's important to clarify that copyrights cover your unique take on a subject, not the subject itself. It wouldn't cover the idea of true crime, for example. Obviously, no matter how specifically you try and word it to narrow the subject down to your niche, You'll never be able to secure a copyright for that, but it will cover your unique way of covering true crime and make sure no one else steals parts of your audio to use for themselves or steals your words. So final answer, should you get a copyright for your show? My final answer is since you already have basic coverage, you're good to skip this step unless you know your show is an exception in some way. Question number four, should I have a podcast guest agreement? Not to state the obvious, but of course, this is only necessary if you have guests on your podcast. If you don't, move along, Yvonne. You don't have to do this, but if you have high-profile guests, you should probably err on the side of caution and send a guest agreement over to them before you start recording. In a nutshell, a podcast guest agreement gives you final creative control. I'm sure you don't plan on taking your guests' words out of context or ruining their lives by editing them to sound ridiculously different than what was recorded, but the agreement gives you freedom to chop and edit and create the story that works best for you and your listeners. Think of it as proof that the guest has consented to being a guest in the first place and that anything recorded on your podcast is now the property of the podcast. You can include things in the agreement like that the guest will receive no compensation if that applies to your podcast. You might touch on that their likeness might be used in advertising and promotional material for the podcast, which is great if you want to do something like 
make a trailer for the season or promote on social media or advertise in other ways. A guest agreement is never a bad idea. And if a guest is willing to be on the podcast in the first place, they're also likely not going to have an issue signing an agreement. If I had an interview podcast, I would have a guest agreement in place. Hey, I hope you're enjoying this episode. I'm taking a quick break to remind you to subscribe to Podcast Like a Girl. I know, I know, when will podcasters stop asking that? Subscribing means that you get the latest episode delivered directly to the top of your Apple Podcasts app. But more importantly, it actually just helps me prove that I'm legitimate and reach more listeners. If you found any value in this episode so far, please consider picking up your phone, opening Apple Podcasts, going to the Podcast Like a Girl main page, and clicking the plus sign in the upper right to follow our show. Thank you very much in advance. And now back to the episode. Question number five, should I have a co-host agreement? You might be making a podcast with your best friend or sibling, but I can tell you from firsthand experience that it doesn't matter how well you know your podcast co-host, in the end, you should always have a plan for if you decide to split as co-hosts. The best way to save you the heartache of negotiating how to split the custody of your baby, I mean, podcast, during the heat of the moment is by creating a co-host agreement well before you ever reach that time. A co-host agreement can have a functional role, like clearly stating who in the podcast is responsible for which parts of production. More importantly, though, the co-host agreement helps state ahead of time what happens if things go south. It may include things like who gets to keep the name of the show, how equipment and other costs are split, what happens to unsold merch or other products, how a split is communicated to your audience, what happens to episodes that have already been published, the list goes on. You can imagine with feelings involved, these kinds of conversations can be hard to have. So do yourself a favor and hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. Most co-host agreement templates that you find online or draft up yourself won't be legally binding. You'll need a lawyer to make it official. But if you trust your co-host, a non-legally binding agreement should be enough to answer your biggest questions and create a clear game plan should you choose to part ways. You can always revisit a co-host agreement annually or bring in a lawyer to draft a more official version once stakes get higher and you're bringing in those big bucks on your podcast. In my opinion, a co-host agreement is an absolute must-have. Question number six, what about photo and music licensing? Before you use any music or images for your podcast, you need to make sure you have the rights to your music and photos. It's as simple as that. It's a good idea to look for royalty-free music, or even better, reach out to a musician pal and get them to write something specifically for your podcast. I'll link to some of our favorite royalty-free music sites in the show notes. For photos, you also have a few options. You can ask for permission from the original creator, or there are a lot of stock photography sites that offer free or paid selections. As is the case with music, be sure you read the fine print about these images and songs and how they need to be credited. 
just because it's free and it's royalty free doesn't mean you have the full rights to the content. The easiest and least expensive option is to use your own photos where you can so you know you have the rights. If you remember question number one at the top of the episode, this brings us back to being an official business. If you're not the owner of the song or the image that you use, the actual owner can come for you personally. Being incorporated or an LLC means legal action will be taken on your business and not on you. They won't be able to take your house or your life savings if they sue you. But of course, always best to just avoid that altogether and make sure that anything you use, you have the rights to. Oh, that was a lot. I know you now have all the major areas to consider when it comes to legally protecting your show and my personal opinion about which you should pay special attention to. Remember that bit about me not being a lawyer? Yeah, it's still true. I mentioned at the top of the episode that I have a little something special for you if you make it to the end. And since we're here, it's time to spill. I'm offering you access to my podcast guest agreement template so you can pull from it and create your own. You can grab it in our show notes or by going to thewavepodcasting.com slash podcast like a girl and find the link in this episode post. Add your details, your logo, any extra stipulations, and you're good to go hard work, consider it done. Now, if you're a part of our membership platform, the Surf Club, I'm also dropping in a co-host agreement template on the site and a copy of the agreement I used for this very show. Spoiler alert, I don't have a co-host, so that agreement came in very handy, if you know what I mean. If you want to get access to premium content like the co-host agreement I just mentioned, learn more about the Surf Club in our show notes as well. Okay, Let's recap what I've shared with you today. I know that it's been a little information overload, but you can hit the heart icon on this episode in your podcast player and revisit it at any time. When it comes to legally protecting your show, here's what you need to remember. If your podcast is making money or has multiple hosts that split revenue, you might want to consider registering it as a company. But this is likely something that you can wait on until you have real cash flow. Trademark the name of your podcast before you do any recording or making assets, especially if you plan to build a big brand around it. Your original work is automatically copyrighted, but you can add an extra layer of protection by filing for a copyright. This is not necessary though. Send your guests an agreement before they record. The template in our show notes is a great place to start. If you have a co-host, then a co-host agreement is a must. Steal mine available now in the Surf Club. Lastly, make sure any materials you use like music and images you have the rights to use. When in doubt, just don't. You've got this, friends, no matter where you are in your podcasting journey, these steps can and will help you make sure you're protected. If you're not used to legal jargon, I know it can be intimidating. So don't be afraid to ask questions or even hire an expert. You can make Google your best friend or head to the library, L. Wood style, and do some research there. There is no good that comes from guessing when it comes to the law. So use these recommendations as your first step in taking care of yourself and your podcast. That's all for today, Pod Broads. 
This show is produced by the team at The Wave Editing. Lauren Deborah writes our scripts. Eva does the mixing and editing. Our cover art was designed by the team at Car Creative. And our theme music was written, performed, and produced by Isaac Joel. Thanks for listening. Keep podcasting and enjoy the ride. I know just how many podcasts you could have been listening to, which is why I'm so grateful you decided to spend the last 20 minutes with me. Speaking of time, if you're a podcaster and you've ever wondered what else you could be doing with your week if you didn't have to edit, write show notes, and create marketing materials for every podcast episode, then let the lady pros at The Wave treat you to some me time. Get 15% off your first month of a production package by going to thewavepodcasting.com forward slash podcast editing services and enter podcast like a girl all one word, lowercase, at checkout. Now, the only question is which podcast you're going to spend all your newfound time binging. See you back next week.